Hello, 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 chicas and chicos. Gigi Segovia here, and today I am gonna dish up the show on Netflix that has everybody talking, Sex Slash Life. So I'm gonna warn you, if you have not seen it and you plan to see it, stop listening. You need to listen to this after you've watched it. It's spoilers. None of it is going to make sense. So please stop, go watch it, and come back. I'll be here when you get back. Um, so this show, uh, what can I say about it? Um, it's like having soft porn, you know, available. Who the hell needs Pornhub when you have this show on Netflix? So the basic gist, right, you've seen it, is this you know, party girl from Georgia who transplanted into New York City and had really the best sex of her life as a single woman. Um, she gets married, has two kids, is really living, you know, like the suburban white picket fence, you know, White House red door kind of life. And she's not happy right so the the overall gist is that even though she has this great husband who is i mean he's kind of corny he's kind of a cornball but he's hot right like the the six pack the abs right he's a looker he's not shabby she has this beautiful husband he's not cheating on her he doesn't beat the shit out of her he doesn't belittle her he's a good dad and I guess they've been married, you know, for a few years. Um, and the whole gist of the show is this gnawing sensation about an ex-boyfriend who she had truly the hottest sex of her life with, but was so badly heartbroken over. Um, he really was just a mess. Um, and he just put all of his issues onto her and abandoned her. Um, <clears throat> so that, that's sort of the whole gist. So I have a lot of thoughts about this show because I know everybody loved it. I'm, I'm reading the blogs. I'm reading the Facebook comments. Oh my God, it was such a great show. I didn't like it. I'm going to be honest. Um, I like the sex scenes. Don't get me wrong, but I... I didn't like it because I just didn't feel like it was believable. Now, I'm certainly not watching this show thinking it's a documentary, right? Although it looks like the author um, created this show based on real life events. So kudos to her if she had Big Dick Mandingo as an ex-boyfriend and enjoyed that. Um, really, truly, I ain't mad at you, girl. Um, but... Some of it just wasn't believable. And I don't know. I just sort of feel like, okay, so if this really was fiction, fine. You know, it was a good show. I binged it. I totally binged it over a couple of days. Um, and I had to binge it when my four-year-old was not around because the, the sounds of moaning and groaning at every turn, you know, would have not been good. Um but a couple of things that I'm going to talk about from the show that really just didn't sit well with me. So do you remember when they go out to dinner with the uh, ex and the best friend 
and shit goes down, right? At that dinner, it was like awkward. It was so uncomfortable to watch that scene. Like I just, I just wanted it to end because you just knew it wasn't gonna end upright. Um, so in that scene, a couple of things. She goes to the bathroom because of course she wants to escape and flee the uncomfortableness. And the ex-boyfriend follows her into the bathroom and locks the door. Bitch, your husband is outside. Unlock the door, leave that door open, or like walk out. You you wanted to be in there. Um, you wanted, and maybe you wanted your husband to come and knock on the door and say, you know, get the fuck out. But to to me, I don't know. I if if that were me and my ex-boyfriend, what? No, that wouldn't. That just wouldn't be me. It, 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 that would have never happened. We would have never been at dinner with an ex-boyfriend of mine or an ex-girlfriend of my husband's. Never. But that was a little incredulous. And then, of course, you know, the husband storms off, the best friend storms off, and she goes home to her home with the ex-boyfriend. That was just violating. Like, now this man knows where you live. And granted, he could look her up on Google and find out from Block Shopper or Trulia who, the, who she owns property with and what's the address. Yeah, I get it, but that's a lot of work and some people don't want to do that. But she rides on his motorcycle. She's like holding him for dear life. And I'm sure she wanted that connection on some level, right? But that's not bad enough. So he drops her off in front of the house and he's like, can I come in? And she says, yes. And brings her ex into the home where she lives with her husband and her children. Girlfriend, you violated like every just cardinal rule. Don't shit where you eat, sister. Um, and then I was like, where the hell is Olga, the babysitter? Because wouldn't, like, who were the kids with? Wouldn't the babysitter be like, oh, excuse me, mister, there was another mister here. And I mean, I don't know. I, And then, okay, so she lets him in the house. And then he just wants to see her kids. And they're sleeping like little cherubs. But what, but what was the point? What was the point of her allowing him into her sacred home when throughout the whole series, she's like, nope, I don't want this. Nope, I don't want this. You know, I was just writing in my journal. I was just writing in my journal. You were writing in your journal, but you crossed a big boundary to me, sister. So I don't know. If if my husband were to find out that I brought my ex-husband, my, my ex-boyfriend into our home that we share with my daughter, it you know we wouldn't be married and at he would have every right to be like bitch get out um I, I, nor would i do that but whatever i'm not casting stones here but so that was something that i was just like eh, i wish i wish that would have went down a little bit differently like at every turn i wish this woman the protagonist and I to i'm totally forgetting her name maybe because i didn't care about the show too much but <clears throat> billy billy that's her name um, I just wish she had more of a backbone. Like she just came off really fragile. And here was a woman who was a, okay, she was a dropout of a, of a psychology doctorate program. I get that, you know, so she's a smart woman. She was like a professor at some point, right? Um, she's not a dummy because, you know, she was at an Ivy League school getting her doctorate and she drops out. So the other part that pissed me off, because 
I'm in a doctoral psychology program. And when they're at dinner, they're like, he's like, oh, should I be calling you doctor, you know, Billy now? She's like, no, I dropped out and I became a school psychologist. So let me give you a little bit of education here. You can't like drop out of a psychology doctoral program and just become a school psychologist. Like it just doesn't work that way. In any state that you live, you're gonna have to go through a certification program. Like just because you've been in a psychology doctoral program doesn't automatically qualify you or give you the credentials to be a school psychologist. So unless, you know, and, and again, just trying to reason here, unless, she was in a school psychology doctoral program that on the way to getting your doctorate, you become certified as a school psychologist, but they didn't say that. That's the only way that I could justify it. So it's not that easy, chicas. If you're thinking ever about entering into the field of school psychology, you got two routes. You can get your you know, specialist certification. It's you know usually like 60 credits, it's a master's, you have to do an internship in a school, you gotta get the training, right? Or you can go the doctorate route and become you know a doctoral level school psychologist, get licensed, you know, you can do private practice, you just don't have to work in the schools. So it was a little incredulous that, no, I, I wanted to focus on my family, so I dropped out and became a school psychologist. Just, that just, didn't jive. Um, also, why was this woman not pissed? And she looks Latina, the protagonist, Billy, but I don't think she was. I don't think they ever really sort of specified, but she, you know, she has that sort of Latina look, the dark hair, right? Tan. But she, and don't judge me because I know that Latinas come in every shape, size, color. So I'm, again, just these are my own conceptions and notions. But Clearly, clearly, um, she was not that pissed at her best friend for banging her ex. Like, that's, I, like, again, that's just, why would you not be upset about that? Your BFF, your ride or die, you know, like, okay, I know you guys swap spit and you swap partners at one point and, you know, sex is love and love is sex and peace and love and whatever. I get it. You guys were sort of hippies, but <clears throat> why would you not be upset with your BFF? I, I don't think I would have taken it so well. I don't, and, and my best friend, you know who you are would never have done that, right? Like she would be like, ill. I know how jerky and assholey you were to my best friend, especially after the miscarriage, right? Like, hello, he was a total ogre of a man. He did not treat you well. He told you, he judged you for banging him on the first night that you met him. He's not nice. And she was, and she still had sex with her best friend's ex. Now, if you've seen the scene in the shower, in the, the, the gym shower scene, okay, I get it. He was big Dick Mandingo, right? I can see that, but no Dick is worth ever risking a friendship. I'm sorry. It's just not. Um, so I sort of felt like they underplayed that dynamic, right? Um, there was a scene where they were hugging in Penn Station and, oh, it's okay. And, you know, I hope you two, you two are happy. No, no, you're not. No, that's just not real.
um, this journal that she was writing all of her fantasies in, um, all of her memories, all of her past wishes and wants and current troubles. All right, you, you want to write a diary? Write a diary. Write it on your MacBook Pro. I don't give a shit. But why? All right, and this is going to bring up, I think, a hot topic. But if you were writing so deep and you were writing so intimate and there was a chance that your husband could have found it that would have caused feelings in him that would not be so nice, why wouldn't you password protect it? Right? Okay, like if you got something to hide, I get it. If you have nothing to hide, maybe their relationship was this perfect and idyllic, you know, sort of suburban. We have the the best and happiest life. So I'm just going to write because I would never think that you would read my journal. And then ill, he was masked, like the husband was masturbating to her journal. That was icky. That was just like, ill. you're getting your jollies off of your wife's you know, past love life, but whatever. Um, yeah, why wouldn't you password protect it? At some point, I think, duh, she got the hint. So she changed the file name to Thanksgiving recipes, but he had already read way too much. Um, and, and all of that to say, listen, I, I know phones and laptops and iPads, you know, that's, that's personal you wouldn't expect for your husband to snoop, but you also wouldn't expect for your significant other to have like, you know, a thousand different layers of security so you wouldn't read it. That would be a signal to me, like, what are you hiding, right? So my husband has the password for my phone. I have the password for his phone, for his accounts. Like we have nothing to hide. But then again, we've been married for 10 years. We both had first horrible marriages with lots of trust issues. When we got married, we were like, look, we are tired of the bullshit. There is nothing else here. Like, I want you, you want me, you know, like it's all yours for the taking. You wanna look through my phone? Take it. My husband will tell me, I'm like, who's texting us, honey? Who's texting us? Um, And he'll say to me, secretary, uh, how many messages do I have? And I'll tell him, oh, your sister's texting you, my neighbor's texting you. (laughs) We have nothing to hide at this point been there done that where we've been cheated on we've done the cheating and it it just didn't feel good we both talk about how it just feels really good to not have those kinds of worries but if if i'm if i'm bringing this back to this netflix show sex slash life there was just way too many issues um i think in their marriage to begin with and and honestly i think she brought a lot of it on herself, right? So yeah, when she met her husband, she was just coming off of four weeks fresh of this horrible breakup that devastated her. He literally, I'm sure, was a knight in shining armor. Yeah, we've, I hope we've all been there where, you know, devastating heartache turns into this, you know, beautiful story of an evolution of recovery and healing and you know she's she chose him she was happy she you know he swooped her off her feet and gave her exactly what this other guy couldn't give her except the big dick energy right that that was something that i really i really liked the big dick energy um analogy in the show um man what else can i say about this show 
I don't know. I some of it just just wasn't really believable. Oh, the ending. All right. So if you've made it to this point without having watched the show, stop now because I'm going to give away the cliffhanger. And on some level, I hope there's a season two because I'm talking shit. I didn't like it, but I'm going to watch season two because now I have to know what happened. So. So the debacle of right, they go to the swinger party, all of that doesn't go well. You know, her husband is like, who am I trying to become for you? You know, the, the wife is like, oh my God, and who have I tried to made you to be? And, and what have I done? And you know what? No, I am happy. So here comes this period of like Shangri-La, right? Where, no, I am totally happy with my husband and my suburban school plays. And I'm gonna, you know, bake the brownies and the goodies and I'm totally happy and I'm sitting next to my hot husband and I'm watching my beautiful blonde, blue-eyed son be a little grasshopper on the stage. I really have everything I want cut to the scene where the bitch is literally running down a New York City street to get to the ex-boyfriend's apartment. The elevator dings. You know exact. The audience knows exactly where she is. He's there. Smile on his face, but like a real sly smile. This guy was, ugh, I, I, I don't know why I reacted so much to him. He was just schmarmy. And, you know, if you're so happy, why the hell are you there? And she's like, this changes nothing. I'm not leaving my husband. And it ends with now, fuck me. So who is this woman, right? Like who really is she? She's she's married. She's already crossed lines. We already know that her ethics and boundaries and, you know, her ability to be true to her husband is questionable, but now she's literally at the apartment of her ex-boyfriend waiting for him to take her. Mind you, the husband is tracking her. So no están pendejo. I, I thought, you know, era un poco pendejito, pero no están pendejo. Look, it, that would never have, th this guy, this husband, if he were Latino, that would never have gone down with that. He would have been like, bitch, I know exactly where you are. I'm coming to kill you and this man. Don't think you're going to make a pendejo out of me. And yet he's, he's with the kids and he's watching her run down the street and he knows exactly where she's going. But, and it ends. So I have a theory I don't know if it's right or not. I don't know if it's actually going to come to fruition. But you want to know what my theory is? My theory is she's dreaming. My theory is that this is not really happening in real life. She's dreaming about running down, you know, the street and getting there and fulfilling her wish. And she's going to wake up in season two, episode one. And it's going to be like, oh, you tricked us. Because I want to believe she has more ethics. I want to believe that her desire for this other life is doesn't outweigh the desire for what she has now, right? Like, I would never, I, my husband is fantastic. I give him props for putting up with me. I give him props for holding the house down. He's a stay-at-home dad, which is 
typically not very machista of us as a Latino couple, but that's, you know, for another podcast because I do want to talk about that. Um, but I, I would, I would never dream of trying to get over on him that way. Number one, because, you know, he's been there, done that. But number two, I wouldn't want to destroy the life that I wanted so very much. All I wanted when I was dating these assholes, all I ever wanted was a good husband, good dick, um, and a life with a house and a baby and dogs. And I have that. Why, why would I risk that unless I was truly that unhappy, right? So it comes down to the choices that you make in life, whether you're a Latina or not, the choices that you make in life. So you could have stayed pining away for this asshole of an ex. You didn't have to get married, but it seemed and felt really, really good, didn't it? You made that choice, sister. Let's sort of either live with it or not. Or if you really want to be with this ex and you've believed that he's changed and you're willing to, you know, do the shared parenting and the co-parenting and the every other weekend is mine and every other weekend is your, go for it, but end your marriage. End that relationship in a way that gives you both the dignity and the respect, right? Because look, we're not kids anymore. They're, they're certainly not in their 20s or maybe they are, I don't know. Um, but, but regardless, if you're 20 or 50 end a relationship with dignity and class, be a classy bitch, right? I'm, I'm holding her to a higher standard because she was a psychology doctoral student. Maybe I shouldn't, but damn sister, if you really want to be with Mandingo end the relationship with your husband and then go about to be the whore that you want to be with him and live the good life, he's going to end up hurting you again. You know it. And when that happens, your husband ain't going to be around to put the pieces back together. Because what we also saw in the ending is that he was calling his boss. Because you know what? Despiertate, mijo. If she's running to her ex, yeah. But you, but you know that's not what he wants to do. It's totally not what he wants to do. He wants to be with his wife. He wants to have that life. Is he a little boring? Yeah, but he tried. He so tried to, you know, have sex in a, in trespassing in a pool. Ay bendito, he really did try, but it. she didn't want it from him, you know? And he tried to be somebody that he wasn't. It was very uncomfortable for him. In psychology, we call that ego dystonic. It was ego dystonic to him. It was totally ego dystonic for her to see him that way. But it just didn't work out. So I'm real curious, again, talking shit, because I, I started with, I didn't like the, the, the show, and yet it's causing all these reactions in me. So maybe I liked it for that reason, but... I don't know, um, insert two Latino protagonists in there. It would not have gone down that way. I just don't think so. I think there would have been more of a stopping of the, the tomfoolery and the nonsense, but yeah. So sex slash life, um, you know, may, maybe the jury is still out for me because if I'm, if I'm so curious to see what happens season two, episode one, I don't know, maybe there'll be a part two to this to this podcast, but 
you know, we make choices in life. She made her choice. She has to live with it or undo the choice. That's sort of my platform. You're not happy. End with dignity and respect, but don't fuck up, you know, what you what you have for something that is a maybe or a possibility. And I've seen people do that. I've done it myself um, on on some level. You know, let's let's just all play nice in the sandbox and really give each other the respect that we deserve. But then again, that requires an emotional intelligence, my chicas, that not everybody has. So with that, did you watch Sex Slash Life? I hope you did. Am I totally off base? Am I am I just talking out my butt? Send me an email at ggpodcast at gmail.com. That's G-I-G-I podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. As always, mi chicas, suerte, fuerza y amor siempre.